Hello, welcome back to Super Freak. Two episodes ago, I spoke about ridding ourselves of New Year's resolutions and what to do instead. Well, think of me today like your good old mate plonking down in front of you for a cuppa, checking in and saying, how's that going for you? Like, really? How's that letting go of New Year's resolutions stuff going for you? Have you already forgot about your New Year's resolutions? Because if so, you would be one of the huge percentage of people who has already done that. Did you get caught up in the endless scroll of Instagram or the hectic energy of the start of the year and forget altogether that you were going to let go of your New Year's resolution that you probably weren't going to keep anyway? Did you hit the ground running? If you took holidays, Do your holidays feel really far away now already and you've already kind of gotten back to that grind? Maybe you're still in the humdrum of January because it's the school holidays. If that's you, good. This episode is for you if, like many, you're starting off a new year and you can't help but really feel like you want to start it differently, but you don't exactly know how and it's already started and you feel like a stretchy piece of cheese caught swinging between the edge of your bread that you're melted onto and the teeth you're being chewed by. Today, I'm going to play with your thinking a little. We majorly overestimate what we can do in a year. We majorly underestimate what we can do in five years. That's Gates' law, although it's not really like a law because he didn't make a law. It's more like an observation. Anyway, think about where you were five years ago. You probably couldn't have predicted necessarily that you were going to be able to be where you are today. There would be things that have happened that you never saw coming. So we overestimate what we can do in a year. We underestimate what we can do in five. Yet we also majorly overestimate what we can do in six months and underestimate what we can do in just 90 days. Why is that? Well, because our brains are incapable of fully comprehending and fully contemplating exponential growth. Exponential growth is like compounding interest, right? Einstein once said that compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And I think that's pretty cool, but it still doesn't make it easy to comprehend. It's Einstein. So in order to understand why calming your farm right now is the best move, even though it's already January and you might be feeling like the year is going to go as fast as it did last year where it was June and then it was Halloween and then it was Christmas, you need to think differently about how achievement really works. And when I say achievement, I'm not talking about patriarchal, capitalistic, vile, productivity, hamster wheel achievement. This podcast, Super Freak, is about bypassing a lot of that. I'm talking about the kind of achievement where you go from good, comfortable, excellent, successful, wow, to astonishment wonder, awe, excellence, mastery, the other side of risking good and seeing what's there, good to great, great to whatever's next. It's what we can call compounding success. While most people really buy into the string tease problem of constantly needing to keep up with whatever's happening in the world and just, you know, maybe I need to become more organized. Maybe I need to focus better, try harder, market better, be more productive, make better reels. Oh my God. Super Freak is about eradicating everything that doesn't matter and simplifying down to precisely what does. So I'm going to share two things here. I'm going to teach you what compounding success is so you understand where I'm coming from and how to create compounding success doing less than you think. Let's go. 
So like I said, we overestimate what we can do in one year. We underestimate what we can do in five. This is because we can't comprehend the compounding exponential effect of our actions. But it also works the other way. Set six-month goals and we still overestimate what we can do. Set a 90-day goal, however, and we usually underestimate ourselves. We think it's too short a time span, 90 days, to see change. But the truth is, you can transform your entire life in 90 days. It's three whole months. Think about where you were three months ago. Three months before that and before that. That might be nine months in total, but if you look back, you'll be able to spot the subtle changes each 90 days brings. Sometimes they're not that subtle, actually. 90 days is long enough for you to start, decide you hate it, leave, quit, stop, decide that you actually don't mind it, come back again, start again, and still succeed. It's enough time for you to make mistakes, fall off the horse, come back, get sick, quit, and still get results. And it's short enough for you to be able to change, move, pivot, adapt when things aren't going so well. How do I know? Because I have lived it so many times and so have my clients. 90 days is a really fun amount of time to play with. Did you know that 90 days is 1% of the next 25 years? I know, 25 years is a long way away. It's really hard to comprehend. It's scary even, impossible maybe. We have no freaking idea what kind of world we're going to live in in 25 years or even if we will be here. But that doesn't mean we can't think ahead. In some cultures, a 200-year plan is the field of view. I love this. It's generational. The plans are made for a time in the future when we know we won't be here anymore. And also when those who are going to be leading, they don't even exist yet. They haven't been born yet. So I love that. Anyway, back to our string cheese problem of it being January and we're feeling behind and all that. My friend, you have so much time. You make up the timelines for when things need to happen. And while having a date in your mind is a really nice thing, it's a healthy thing. It gets us going. If you're a high performer, sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it just adds to all this over-the-top pressure so much so that we forget we made it up. We made up the timeline in the first place. So forget January Forget your timelines just for a second. Creating magnificent or inspiring impossible things is not linear anyway. So let's talk about compounding effort, compounding effect, and compounding success. Okay, compounding effort is when the tiny focused things that you do every day add up to a greater whole that raises the bar for where you stand. I'm going to give you examples in a minute. So it's tiny little things that you do that add up. Compounding effect is when the efforts, those tiny efforts, they take on a life of their own that you are not able to do with your own physical energy and tiny efforts, or they have an effect when you stand them all beside one another. Compounding success is when you've stuck it out for so long that you've ridden out the peaks and the troughs and you're committed for the long term. And then things you could never have predicted or expected happen. Things that are so far out of your control once these effects take a life of their own. So let's think of a couple of examples. Let's say that you love to write. Rather than just talking about it, on the daily you sit down and you write. With compounding effort directed towards an end goal, your consistent writing eventually leads to you having written a novel, then another, then another. 
And rather than merely just a lot of writing everywhere, your tiny daily efforts have compounded into something that you could hold in your hands or many things, many, many books. Then one day you're on your way home, you're waiting for a late train and an idea comes to you for a fantasy fiction. You start it. It's a big, clear idea. And with your efforts already sustained in writing novels and publishing them, this one's pretty easy. It gets picked up by a publisher. It's a mega hit. The compounding effect is you're asked to write another and then another and then another. The compounding effect is you've already written a few of them. And because of that, you were already established as an author. It was easy for the publisher to say, let's do this one. Each novel you build builds on the last. The publishers keep wanting to publish the next one and the next one. You build a global following and a fan base for the writing you've created. It's not easy. It's tough to keep up the good, consistent work, but you do it. The compounding success comes when movie producers contact you to pitch their idea to turn your books into a series of movies. You agree. You're not a director. You're not a producer. You're not an actor. But where once you had a few scribbles on a page at the train station, your fictional characters have become toys that kids ask for presents, that they walk into the toy store and ask their parents if they can buy. Something that once did not exist, like this whole movie series, something that was once not even a concept for a movie, something built on by writing a habit opened up an idea at a train station. Now, while this story might sound really wild, it's not impossible. In fact, if you know the Harry Potter movies, this is what happened for J.K. Rowling, the author. Let's think of another example now. Let's say you want to start a new business as a Pilates instructor. You have a huge dream, so it feels impossible and it almost scares you to start your own business, to walk away from a solid nine-to-five career in marketing, and it's scary. But regardless, every day you wake up and you get to work. You start small. You start slow. You start by teaching. Every day you show up to the task of two things creating clients for your work and doing great work with your clients to give them the results they crave through doing Pilates with you. Slowly but surely, you develop a solid customer base. Those customers tell their friends about you. They love your classes, regular classes that people can attend, a name that people say when someone local is looking for Pilates. When your clients work with you, they don't know why, but you have that certain je ne sais quoi, and they feel a certain way when they work with you. Your compounding effort has now created a brand. Over time, your efforts have built a business and a brand that people know and trust. Soon enough, you have so many Pilates students, people are asking you for more ways they can do Pilates with you. They want more. So you start to take on some new teachers to teach more classes, people who teach just like you, for you. You end up opening another studio. And because you're committed to taking care of your clients, you find ways that you can help them keep a practice at home and you start filming your Pilates methods and putting it online for them. A pandemic hits. All your classes have to stop. But because you're already sharing your Pilates classes online, it's an easy transition to set all your clients up with a practice at home using what you already have online and by adding a little bit more, maybe adding some products. Because of your commitment to serving your clients... And the compounding effect that that has had, you make it so beautiful, people are sharing it, and people from around the world start to find it because it's online. The compounding success comes when the media wants to share what you're doing. 
your business has gone from a tiny studio to a cult online following of people all around the world. You sell extra classes, equipment, you have tailored programs for different people, you have all kinds of different resources for people. And now what exists is a global community, something that could never have existed before, but merely following on your compounded effort and seeing what comes next. Now, again, this might seem far-fetched, but it is not far from what happened to Kirsten King from Fluid Form Pilates in Sydney. Fluid Form is an incredibly beautiful Pilates community where people can train online, purchase products, they can franchise a Pilates studio, they can learn to be a Pilates instructor. It's just become incredible and huge in a short space of time, all from this one person deciding to quit their job and start something and see what happens, right? The biggest things are created from consistent, tiny actions, actions that compound and create an effect, an effect that waxes and wanes and rises and falls like the tide, but over time it leaves a mark. Something is created that was once impossible without all those consistent, tiny actions towards what matters. My friend, Please let go of time the way that you've been doing it up until now. Stop trying to reverse engineer magic and instead compound forward. The ways that we are taught to do productivity and achievement are so backwards. It's about picking something and then trying to fill in the gaps by reverse engineering it, which is okay if it's something really, really doable. But if it's something that is freaky, right, really, really cool, you can't really predict how it's going to come about. That's what people get stumped and then they don't even get started. Okay, before we go any further in today's episode, if you're looking for something to stretch you, challenge you, guide you, expand you and transform you this year, I want to invite you to check out two ways that you can work with me. If you would like to receive coaching from me this year, there are lots of ways you can do it. Reach out if you'd like a tailored program. But if you'd like the support to keep you focused on what's important, guide you through setbacks, and train you to think exponentially when it comes to achieving the things you want and outthinking your problems, like my client who has 3X'd her company's turnover in the last six months, I invite you to check out the Fierce Salon. This is a coaching experience I've hosted for seven years now, which trains my clients to accelerate their results for the rest of their lives. If you're someone who is curious about how I coach, how to coach, the thinking underneath what I'm saying, and you'd like to be able to do that with others, there's still time and space to join us for Be Your Own Coach, my NLP Immersive in 2023. I'll pop the links in the show notes below. Let's get back to the episode. So here's what I suggest. Be here. Do what you know you can do right now in this moment. There will be so many things that are outside of your control, so many things you can't afford or don't have the time, energy, or resources to make happen or knowledge. And yet there are so many things that are available to you right now, tiny things, big things, things you've probably been avoiding, things you don't feel ready for, but they're there. Those are the things that matter. It's making the phone call that you've been avoiding making, asking the question of the right person, booking the trip, writing words every damn day, outlining the book, letting go of perfection and getting started on what matters and shutting out everything that is not what matters. It's a discipline and it's a rebellious act for art. 
Success is not linear. Going from where we are to the incredible, ambitious places you dream about is sometimes just one person at the right time in the right moment away. One opportunity that you say yes to. You never know when that's going to happen. You just want to be prepared. So really, you're so much closer to everything you want than you can possibly imagine. And the more you can be present and compound your efforts forward, instead of trying to reverse engineer it, which is kind of manipulative when it comes to networking and things like that, the closer you are to making it happen, the more you draw things towards you when you're simply putting in what you know makes a difference. And yet, we undermine ourselves by allowing the distraction of trying to make it happen to get in the way of what's important. Now, you may be thinking at this point, Haley, give me something practical. What does that mean? Are you saying not to reverse engineer things and make plans? Well, yes and no, but not exactly. What I'm saying is you won't create magic by doing nothing. Manifesting, which is a bit of a, I don't know, buzzword, a bit overused to be honest, is sorely mistaken for sitting around dreaming and doing sweet FA. You won't create anything by doing nothing, but you definitely won't create that magic by doing everything. It's just about doing what's important, doing what lines up with that thing and leave the rest or do the rest, but just do the important thing, right? It's usually something that you know is important, but you put it off until another day and that day never comes. It's not urgent, It's not comfortable and it's exactly what you need to be focusing on. It's, for example, finally learning to invest. Let's say you want to learn to invest, but you don't even know how. Finally borrowing a book and reading it and putting it into action, making your first trade. It's going to the gym or for a walk or a dip in the ocean every day before you start work or after work because you know that eventually you want to have a healthy body. It's signing up to learn the skill that you know that you need in order to create some result but you don't have that skill. You need to become the type of person who has that skill in order to create that result. A really solid clue on what you should be doing is it's uncomfortable, terrifying even, and it's exciting at the same time. You'll know in your heart or your gut or your soul, your intuition, what it is, because that's the feeling you'll get when you think of it. It won't necessarily be linear. If you put in that effort right now, which is no more effort than what you're currently doing, it's just different. You, from this moment, will create a whole new future for yourself, right? If you turn the angle of where you're facing today, it won't feel like a huge thing that you're doing. But 25 years out into the future or any time in the future, you'll end up somewhere else. It's kind of like if a pilot does not manage where they're going every single degree from where they take off, You can end up in a completely different country because one degree off expanded out over time, you know, you just end up somewhere completely different. In fact, it's not going to be logical because the path to exponential success is not going to be linear, but it will energize you. It may, in fact, be so illogical that you'll question if it's silly or if it's stupid or if you're nuts you're probably bang on. You're going to have to be willing to face other people not understanding as well because most people have bought into this idea that success is linear. For example, you go to school, get an education, you go to university or college, you get more of an education, you get a job, you work in that job. You know the drill, right? When you're starting to question if it's okay or not, but you still have that feeling of being terrified and kind of turned on at the same time, now you know you're playing the right game. Slow down, 
to speed up. The compounding success happens off the back of tiny efforts that compound. The pressure isn't actually all on you to create all those massive things, the movies, the huge business, the whatever that you dream of. Your job really is to do the tiny actions that matter, the compounding efforts that will eventually lead to an effect. Then keep doing the tiny efforts and the effect will grow into a compounded level of success all on its own, just like interest gaining interest. The eighth wonder of the world. (laughs) So my suggestion to you, my friend, is this. Let yourself dream. First, let yourself dream. Don't worry about the how. That comes later. Dream in isolation of logistics. Maybe your dream is of owning a farm in the Cotswolds and right now you not only can't afford it, but you don't know how you live there with your current job. There you go. You've got the dream. Don't worry about the how. You've got the dream. Maybe it's to be in movies with the best of the best. You don't know how or when or where, but you've got the dream. Maybe it's to move to another country and open a restaurant. You've got the dream. It doesn't matter how. You've got it. Maybe it's to have a suite of businesses you get to pour all of your creative energy into that do wonderful things for the world. Done. Or to live off investments. Great. Or to start a fund that clears the ocean of pollution. You've got it. Okay, now, instead of getting your knickers in a knot and setting the bar so high in terms of when it needs to happen that you can't swallow your morning coffee for the anxiety closing your throat when you wake up each day, let's do the opposite and slow it right down. Bear with me. I know your highly driven, ambitious inner critic wants to say, Haley, (laughs) I want this to happen yesterday. Bear with me. Instead, imagine it's 25 years away. I know it's a long way away, hard to comprehend. Bear with me. When you do that, when you push it so far out, don't you just feel the anxiety kind of settle a little? You feel a little bit more spacious, a little bit more calm. This is the place I want you to be performing from, from acting from. All right. Instead of getting your knickers in a knot, know that every 90 days is 1% of 25 years. Imagine that this goal is 25 years away and then ask yourself, what's 1% of that dream? What can I implement in the next 90 days? That's just 1% of that. Then around all the other stuff, real life stuff that we are responsible for and passionate about and committed to, make sure that you're putting in whatever that 1% effort is first. You majorly underestimate what you can do in 90 days when your focus is on the right thing. Watch your world transform, okay? So you have so much time, breathe, but Don't just think about it. Do something. Once you've listened to this episode, I want you to reach out to me and tell me what your 1% is. Remember, we're not focusing on the how. We're going all the way out. We're connecting to the dream. We're going, okay, what is the one thing that's within my power right now? 1%. When I first did this, the dream I wanted to create was actually the house that I live in right now. It was a 25-year dream because I made it a three-month dream and made myself really anxious and I started pushing and it was... I didn't like it, but also I was trying to create impossible things. I I didn't have savings for it. I had no idea how I'd be able to afford it, but I thought if I just work really hard, I can make it happen. And I was worried because even though I knew that I had to push it out further and set it up to be a 25-year dream, I didn't know how I'd be able to afford it if it took me all that time to save for it because properties go up in value in that time. It felt impossible for so many reasons, but anyway, I did it. One problem that was in the way was when we went to the bank to do a financial health check, our mortgage broker told us that 
because I was trading as a sole trader in my business, they really couldn't use my income as part of the loan application. So my 1% for that next 90 days was just simply to shift into a company structure in my business in the next 90 days. 42 days in, we'd found a house, made a deal and purchased it. Okay, other things happen, obviously. Like I said, it's not linear. So when you're focused and you're willing to put in your part and be patient, what I'm trying to say is you open up opportunities that can only exist on the other side of that. Your mindset changes. Your reticular activating system activates towards searching for new answers, closing different kinds of loops, answering different kinds of questions. So I hope my little story helps encourage you to have a go at this. And anyway, you really have nothing to lose, right? I mean, next year, the old ways of doing things will still be here. What's the harm in shaking it up? But my hope for you is that you allow yourself to dream in isolation, think about what 1% is, and instead of having huge lists of to-do for the next year, think about what's 1% of that big dream in the next 90 days and watch how much it feels amazing to know that you're on track to something incredible. Okay, remember to tell me what your 1% is and please know everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open, and I'll see you in the next episode, Super Freak. Ciao for now.